0: Hey friends, so it's kind of crazy to think that it was just about a year ago when I decided to take my business completely off of social media. And it was kind of a bold move, kind of a big step, and honestly, probably more of a statement to really prove that what I knew in my heart was to be true is that there's so many different ways that you can build the business of network marketing And I was seeing so many of my sideline sisters, so many leaders on my team, and so many people, even in other companies, just get carried away with trying to make their sole focus and sole purpose on building a huge following on social media as the way to build their business. And so I have spent the last year not posting a bit on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or any any of those places. And what's even kind of crazier than that is I actually, a few months ago, decided to completely delete the apps. And I, while I don't miss it a bit, I really have learned some interesting lessons of how and where you should build your network marketing business, whether or not you choose to do that using social media or not. And so today's episode is going to be all about helping you pick your paths and doing Core principle of how to build your business, which is essentially just filling your funnel of customers wherever they come from, whether that is Instagram or in person makeovers or online classes or Pinterest or YouTube or BNI or networking events. There's so many people out there and so many places to make connections and make conversations that Instagram, my friends, and getting tens of thousands of followers on your reels every day, it's not the only way. It is a way, but it's not the only way. And so this is all about how to pick your path and fill your funnel. Are you dreaming of making a long-term income and impact beyond your own efforts, but feel like you're struggling to replicate your results? I'm Heather, a former burned-out boutique owner turned top network marketing leader, and I've learned the hard way that you don't have to do all the things all on your own. Now, my passion is helping social sellers scale their business by choosing faith over fear and using simple, duplicatable systems without having to sell your soul to social media. I'm so excited to share with you simple tips, tricks, and tools to help you take your business to the next level. In each episode, I'll share faith-focused wisdom, proven systems that your team can duplicate, and inspiring stories from other leaders who have been right where you are today. Are you ready to grow your team, find joy and fulfillment, and feel free? Break out your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive in. Okay. So the best part I would say about stepping away for a solid year from social media and still focusing on building my business, because that's the funny thing. I actually ran into a friend the other day and she was like, oh, are you still, you know, do you still do insane? You still doing the makeup or are you just focusing on the podcast? And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm definitely still doing the business for sure. But sometimes when you aren't in that kind of public forum, when you're working your businesses in the quiet conversations that not everyone sees or in the one-on-one conversations or makeovers or, you know, whatever it might look like, the day-to-day things that you do for your business that aren't publicly shown online or on social media, it can be kind of interesting because people, the perception of people is these days so tied to what they see you doing. And so that's what's so crazy is being able to take that break from deleting the apps, not feeling that pressure of Having to build in that way a bit allowed me to really see things from a higher level or, you know, see more of the big picture of what was effective in my business, what was effective for those around me, and really how to navigate that difficult decision of like, where do you build your business if there are so many choices out there that are effective for so many different people. And so, for me, I think that from my personal business perspective, it was such a blessing because it gave me time to really look at the five years of business. Cause I've been in my, my company now for six years. And so, I had been in my company for five years when I decided to take the leap off of social. And what I did is I went back through each and every one of my customers. I went back through each season or quarter of my business each year and I looked at how and where I chose to focus my time and energy. In terms of building new business for my own personal customers, in terms of serving my team. And for me, I realized that the deepest connections didn't always come from random people that just happened to find me online. Or if it was someone who did find me on Instagram or Facebook or one of those things where they they just happened to stumble upon my profile and connected, it wasn't until we grew closer through connection and through conversations that the trust started to build to where they would want to purchase from me, or they would want to, you know, join my team or join me in business. So essentially, it gave me the time to really prioritize the actions and the activities that had not only built me business before, but had brought me more joy than just trying to build a following on social media. And also, in addition to that, it really helped me get a little bit strategic on how I wanted to choose to build my business in the future. And so a lot of the questions I get about my year off of social is how and where are you building your business? And I would say primarily over the last year, my new business has come mostly from two different areas. One would be in-person classes, makeovers, networking, like through joining BNI Business Networking International. So really focusing more on those in-person relationships building connections, that sort of thing, but also through referrals. And referrals have been huge for me because I do have customers that absolutely love this makeup and who have been either longtime friends or customers. And because I have continued to keep in touch with them through email and text marketing, and I'll talk about that in a second, I, they know that I'm not on social media, and, but yet they know that I'm here to help serve them well with making sure that they love the product. And so, when they have a friend or a family member that maybe does see the product on TikTok or on Pinterest, or hears another friend talk about it, they're going to be more likely to refer to me because of the experience that they have had with being their direct distributor, if that makes sense. So, someone who that's really, really there for them, not just there for tens of thousands of followers on a social media account, if that makes sense. And so, I think that if anything, the level of trust built from my stepping away from social media to where I would say my referrals became really off the charts. But then the second thing that stepping away from social media really allowed me to focus on was really looking at the customers that I already had, the relationships that I'd already built, and finding other ways to communicate with them, which I chose to dive into text marketing, which I have an entire episode around that with the the founder of Project Broadcast, which is the platform that I use and have absolutely fallen in love with. You can go listen to that episode with Jake, the CEO and founder of Project Broadcast. I'll link it in the show notes. But text marketing and consistent email communication has allowed me to not only grow my list, even through this podcast, I have found customers. I mean, you know, it's this is not a visual platform. It's obviously audible, which makes it a little challenging to sell makeup. But interestingly enough, I have connected with customers and even artists through the process of creating content on this podcast, which is kind of cool too. But truly using and choosing to leverage text marketing and email campaigns has been a way that I can not only serve my customers well, but also find a way to communicate with those I've already connected to and also bring those relationships from that social media space into a more direct conversation, which is right where they are already on their phone every day, on their, you know, looking at text messages, reading their emails, things like that. And so for me, it really allowed me to gain so much clarity on how to how to build this business. And so today in this episode, I really want to help you do the same thing. I want you to help you not necessarily have to take an entire year off of social media to get down to the bottom of how you want to run your business or what brings you the most joy in your business. But really to just gain clarity that you don't have to do all the things and you don't have to do the things that your upliner doing or the things that that girl that sold the most amount of your company's product last month. Like you, you can choose to do that if you want or if you feel called or you want to go all in on that. But what I'm here to say is you don't have to. However, the one thing that you do have to do if you want to continue to grow your business is you've got to fill your funnel in one way, shape or form meaning you've got to find new customers, you've got to build new business, and you still have to do the work. And if you're not gonna do it on social media, it might be a little more challenging because you are gonna have to kind of swim against the grain, if you will, or swim against the current and do things in a different way. And you may or may not wanna do that. And so today, all of the steps that I'm gonna show you are centered around how you can pick your path for this season And it is something that can change and pivot and shift as you go. This isn't something, there is so much freedom in the decisions that we make. That's the episode before last, we talked about all the different areas of freedom that are found in the business of network marketing and where you choose to market your business is a big part of that freedom. And so, you know, there's no no wrong or right way. There's no rules. But I do encourage you to do what we're going to do in this episode, which is to break down to one path one journey in this season to focus all your energy on, okay? And so what do I mean by pick your path and fill your funnel? Well, essentially, we've talked about before that this business of network marketing, it's a journey, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. This is something that if you're doing it right, you're committed to it for the long term, and you know that it's going to take years to build a business. This isn't like a short-term get-rich-quick kind of a situation. That is not what this business model is about. In this path, you know, it's, it's like an open forest where it's not some sort of puzzle where you have to figure out the right way to go. You have to find your own path. In some certain ways, you might even have to pave your own way and be the one to kind of break down those barriers to try the new things. You know, or if you see someone that, you know, you admire or someone that is like you, follow down their path. But if you're trying to bounce from path to path to path in the jungle of network marketing on this marathon, you're never gonna get to where you wanna be. You're never gonna build the endurance. You are gonna be confused, overwhelmed, and you're likely not gonna grow anywhere. And you're gonna be stuck in this land of FOMO, fear of missing out, of building on whatever this other person's doing, having success. And if you don't pick that one path at least for this season, again, for maybe 90 days, six months, maybe one year, you're never going to know whether or not that could have been the path to help you build up that endurance level that's going to be able to allow you to sprint and run faster and get to your goals quicker. So essentially, we're going to narrow it down to one place to focus on marketing your business. And the step one that I want you to do is I want you to evaluate what are the things that you have done so far in your business? Where are you currently showing up? Where are you creating content? Where are you consuming? What have you done so far? And most importantly, what has worked best for you so far? So if that means going in your back office and literally going order by order or customer by customer, which is exactly what I did. I exported my customer orders or actually it was my entire customer list and I categorized them. I highlighted it didn't take a lot of time. I highlighted person by how I found them. If it was randomly on social media, I highlighted it one color. If it was through an in-person makeover, I highlighted it another. If it was a referral from a friend, that was that was one thing. And actually what was interesting is I color-coded it to where for me, if it was a referral from a friend that I met in person, I still kind of considered that to be an in-person connection if that makes sense because the referral came from effort that I did in person. And so you can do the same thing. You can look and say, okay, well this, you know, this amount of business came from Instagram and the time I've spent on reels. This amount of business came from doing parties or online classes or in-person parties. And I want you to figure out first of all, what has worked best for you? Where are the majority of your customers finding you? Where are they, you know, what where are they connecting? Where are they converting? because it doesn't matter how many followers you have or how many views you get on your reel or your TikTok, you can have a minimal number of followers or have a minimal number of views and still get great conversions if the content that you share is valuable. And if the people who are following you or the people who are watching it or see it are connected to what it is that you have to 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 say, and they you know, want to take the advice that you have to give them and try your product, then guess what? You don't have to have a ton of followers or viewers in order to make that happen. So what has worked best for you? What are the things that have converted for you in the past? And number one, I want you to pick that and do more of that, especially if you are looking to build your business in that area. Okay. Number two is where are you already consuming? Like what are you interested in? Like what platform do you enjoy going on to? And I'm not talking about like the addiction aspect necessarily because like for example, TikTok, can be incredibly addicting. But sometimes there are certain ones of you like that just absolutely like you get TikTok. It's fun and a lot of times it's kind of a generational thing where I think a lot of like the 20 and under crowd like they grew up with TikTok and so they just get it, right? And it comes natural to them and it's not intimidating, it's not confusing, like it just it just comes natural because that's where they're spending their time. But imagine if you try to tell a 20-year-old who wants to grow their network marketing business that they need to do it by being on Facebook with, you know, like their moms and grandmas on there, they probably aren't going to be interested in that so much. They want to want to grow their business where their people are and where their interests are and the places where they're already looking. And so it, I think, is a mistake for us as leaders and for me as well to tell someone where they should or shouldn't build their business, because that's the best part is the freedom of where you can build a business. So the question you ask yourself is, where where are you enjoying consuming right now? Where could you see yourself using the certain skill sets that you have innately? Like, do you feel comfortable going live? Do you enjoy creating content? Do you have a little dedicated area of your home where you can spend an hour a day to create fun and engaging content? Do you like to dance? Do you like to do hairstyles? Do you have a lot of value in a certain area that you could share? Well, any of those things could be a great interest or skill set that can help you grow a thriving business on, say, Instagram or TikTok or somewhere where you really have to kind of almost niche down to provide value in a certain area. And so if that's you, great. That's where you should go all in. Now, for others, you know, for example, maybe you are a grandma and you right now just really enjoy keeping connected with your nieces and Your, you know, your friends from high school or friends from college or from the sports days, whatever, you know, whatever it is that you've, the connections that you've made with your friends online, they already have a relationship built on trust with you. I actually had a new artist that joined or new distributor that joined my team this past week. And she was, she was a grandma herself. She was actually pushing 70 and she was sweet as pie, but she was looking to try to start a Facebook business page. In order to start her business. And I kind of guided her. Not, I mean, there is freedom. She can do whatever she wants, but it's going to be much more difficult for her to, you know, develop the skill set. She's not necessarily the most tech savvy at that age. She didn't grow up in the, you know, the generation where everything's online. So for her, even just the technical aspects of setting up or trying to build or grow or market a Facebook business page is going to be much more challenging than if she just leverages the it was almost a thousand friends that she had on her Facebook personal page. And so I just encouraged her like why don't you build and you know on those relationships that you have there? Or why don't you invite a few neighbors over at that age, you know they've got a little bit more time and a little bit more money? And so being able to play makeup or try out this new new, you know, new product that she's doing, that's a great way for her to build her business in a way that makes sense for the audience that she is already serving. And actually, that's my my next question for you is the people who are already your customers or the people that you envision to be your customers, what what apps, what tools, what are they doing? What does their time look like? Where where are they? Because a lot of times, again, this is a generational thing. My mom's not on TikTok yet, but my daughter is. Well, she's not anymore, actually, because as you know, I, she's not on on a, on TikTok, but all of her friends are. And so I know that if I were trying to market to that you know, that up and coming teen, young adult crowd, TikTok would be the way to go. But guess what? They don't really want to buy makeup from a 40 something year <laughs> your old woman. So that's another reason why like, that's just not an area of interest for me, because those aren't necessarily my people. My people are women who are just like me, who are maybe in their 30s, 40s or 50s, and who appreciate the simplicity and the ease and the quickness that this makeup provides. And so a lot of those you know that that demographic they are on something like Facebook or again they've got a little bit more disposable time and income to where doing something like in person makes sense for them so where are your people searching what platform are they using because one thing one of the reasons why I have decided to pick my path which I'm excited to share is going to be my next path anyway is going to be on YouTube and one of the reasons is I know that my generation myself included, when you want to learn something about it, what do you do? You go to Google and you search it up. Is Saint makeup good for mature skin? You know, is such and such product going to work for me? Whatever it is that you're searching for, you're going to type it into Google and then guess what? Google owns YouTube. And what's going to come up? It's going to be videos of that, just what people are searching for. And people are naturally going to click on them. And the coolest thing for me about YouTube is, yes, that's where people are going and searching. On Google, but everyone watches YouTube. My nine-year-old watches YouTube. And it's a place that is a natural environment for me, someone who loves creating educational content more so than like fun. Like you're not going to see me dancing around. You're not going to see me doing crazy transitions. You're not going to see me making like these in-depth makeup videos. Because again, I'm not a makeup artist. I'm a busy working mom who loves to help other mamas simplify their makeup routine. And so what do I do on the YouTube channel? I go in and I teach simple makeup tips or I break it down to make things like a color match or how to set up your palette super simple and super easy because guess what? People are searching for that. They're gonna be literally Googling that. And hopefully when they do, they find my videos. But part of that is because the generational group, the age group of my ideal demographic, that's where they're going. That is one of the platforms that they're using, if that makes sense. Okay, so filling your funnel is one of those things that is the principle that is the same no matter how you're choosing to build your business, no matter which path you take, you're going to want to be collecting, like think about like (laughs) collecting flowers, like to make a bouquet along the way, along this path, right? Like you're going to want to collect and build a beautiful bouquet of customers and of distributors and potential distributors. I mean, there are people that I've been connected with for years through, you know, my paths that I've taken in this business that still haven't bought the makeup or, you know, people who are my current customers that I know would crush it in this business, but yet they haven't joined. And so that's what I'm talking about the funnel. You're, I've done an entire episode on, on what this funnel looks like. And I'll drop that in the, in the, the show notes as well. But essentially Your funnel is all the people who haven't yet bought your product or the people who have that you think would then make a great, say, hostess to bring additional referrals to build your business. It could be the people who are not yet artists or distributors for your company, or it could be the distributors that are already on your team that you want to develop into leaders on your team. And so essentially, no matter which path you pick, you're going to want to choose on filling your funnel. So let's wrap up this episode with a couple of tangible examples of what it could look like for a couple of different paths that where people are having success in this business. So again, we already talked about for me last year, focusing on in-person and leveraging tech tools for my business. But now, as I said, I'm moving into YouTube. And one of the reasons why I'm inspired by this is one of my newest distributors Amy, I actually interviewed her on the podcast as well. And she has built a thriving business on YouTube by really just documenting the things that she's doing in cleaning her house and getting organized and sharing her meals and her the things, the products that she loves, whether it is now Saint Makeup or whether it's the clothes that she gets for her kids from Walmart or Etsy, or the teacher gifts that she shares. She basically just is so good at providing valuable and inspiring content in a platform like YouTube that is very specific and very different from, say, TikTok or Instagram. And so being inspired by Amy on her path, I thought, wow, this is something that I could do too. I love making videos. I love sharing valuable content. Why don't I give this a shot? And so for me, that inspiration is a part of, of choosing my path. Now another really cool story, I want to share the story of a gal named Leah who is on my team and she has actually picked her path twice now and had immense success and has become one of the top selling distributors on my team of about close to 4,500 now. She's, she's just incredible but she went from not really doing much at all, kind of sitting on the sidelines to then deciding to pick the path of online parties and guess what she did? She did enough of them to where she figured out what worked she had a bunch that were flops she had some great ones that were successful but she really navigated perfecting the model and the platform that others had proven to be effective she made it even more effective and refined it and continued to fill her funnel by having more and more facebook parties by having her hostesses you know find hostesses within the classes and that sort of a thing. And so she built her business initially using Facebook parties then she decided about a little over a year ago funny enough right around the right before I decided to go off social media she decided to go all in on Instagram and she didn't just she had an Instagram account she had a little less than 700 I think followers at the time but she did a lot of research she figured out again what had been effective for other people and she went all in on Instagram and she went all in on sharing quick easy simple short form content about the product that we offer. And now she has over, I think it's over 150,000 followers just over a year later. And she absolutely crushes it in sales once again by picking a different path, but going all in on that path. Now, if Leah in that journey had tried to also start a YouTube channel or do TikTok or You know, maybe build a Facebook business page or do all those things. She might have gotten a little bit distracted and would not have been able to have the success that she's had if she had not decided to go all in on that. So that's a beautiful example of picking the path of Facebook parties or picking the path of Instagram and how it can be done really well. Now, I have another leader on my team, Tracy, who She asked me to do a training for her team one time, and I talked about some in-person tips because this, again, is something I've always been very passionate about. It's always been a path that I've chosen to build. And... She decided to go for our incentive trip and the path that she decided to take to get there was doing in-person classes and actually the wildest thing is thank goodness she did that because on that same journey her Facebook actually got shut down and she had to completely restart her Facebook account from square one. So she continued to focus on building in-person relationships and in-person parties and classes But then what was interesting is once she started building up her Facebook again, she did decide to build that path. And I think she grew back her Facebook to an even stronger presence because she once again kind of had the clarity and the vision to tackle that path and kind of pivot and switch. But if she was trying to do that and build on Instagram and TikTok and Pinterest and YouTube and all of the things, she would have been burned out. And I guarantee you, she wouldn't be having the results that she's having. Now, another example is TikTok. So we've talked about this kind of being a platform that's for a lot of the younger generations, but I have a good friend, Lauren, who years ago, we went to a leadership retreat together and she said right then and there, she's like, I'm going to go all in on TikTok. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm diving in and I'm going to figure it out. And you guys, let's see, that was, I think, was that in early 2020? Yep. Early 2020. So here we are three years later. She has over a million followers on TikTok over a million followers. Unbelievable. And how did she get there? She went there by going all in. And yes, she did repurpose her content from TikTok and put it on Instagram here and there. But did she try to formulate her TikToks to be the standards of what was going to build on Facebook? No, she figured out what TikTok wanted and how to really get plugged into that algorithm. She went all in and it has really taken off and it's helped her grow not only her personal sales to unbelievable amounts, but it's also inspired a whole new generation of leaders on her team who are building their business in that way as well. Another example is one of the top sellers in our company, a gal named Kayla that I actually haven't met yet. I can't wait to meet her. I'm gonna be headed around the time that this goes live is when I'm gonna be headed to our, our company's rewards trip and I hopefully will get to finally meet Miss Kayla but I remember when she first started taking off in like these crazy sales, I was like, what is she doing? Well, I went to her Facebook page naturally to stalk her, and I realized she was going live like every single day, you guys, every single day. And they were all very similar. People knew what to expect. They she had a very bubbly personality. She would kind of dance. She was very real, very relatable, and it was just captivating to people to where, guess what? They're going to tag it, they're going to share it. And she, they can expect that level of consistency. She wasn't worried about like what her friends that, you know, her high school friends or what the people, I have no idea if she worked for another company before or, you know, she wasn't worried about any of that. She was just showing up consistently. She went all in and it paid off big time. Another great friend of mine that I actually hope to have on the podcast soon is a gal named Jo Ellen, and she has really grown her business by using her blog on her website and on Pinterest. And she's actually going to be teaching at our annual company conference, or we, we call it a reunion, on how to build your business using Pinterest. And again, while she might you know dabble here and there on certain platforms, she decided to pick a path in one area go all in on that and that's what brings her joy she talk about you know aligning with your skill set if you're going to go that route, like with a blog, you've got to be incredibly consistent. And that she enjoys that. She likes to have a routine and a rhythm in her life and in her business. And we were chatting when we were chatting at a recent leadership retreat, that's what she told me, is that it suits the way that she likes to run her business in kind of a type A, <laughs> very controlled environment, not fly about the seat of the pants. And so it's perfect for her. And so these are just a few examples of the many ways that you can build the business of network marketing and exemplify the freedom that we have in the many ways we can do it. And there are so many more out there. And I would love for you to go into our called to lead community over on telegram and share with me and anybody that's in there, the way that you have been inspired to build your business. And that's actually going to be your action step for the day. I love when I interviewed Elizabeth, who. You guys are going to love her. It'll be on the next episode. She is the host of the Don't Worry, Be Healthy podcast, and she's a health coach. And she told me that we actually met through this podcast, through my podcast, that she was an avid listener. And she told me that she always feels like she has some action steps that she can implement. And it brought me back to one of the founding principles of this podcast is being able to leave you guys with some clear action steps to help build your business. So I'm going to invite you today, my friends, to decide. Over the next 90 days of your business, where do you wanna go all in? I want you to decide I want you to dive all in, I want you to pick your path, and I want you to focus on filling your funnel from that path. I want you to do the research, I want you to find out what works, I want you to follow and emulate those who are already on that path and doing this thing successfully, and do what it is that they do if you want the kind of results and success that they have had, and I want you to put that work into action for the next 90 days. And then more importantly, I want you to believe that you can also achieve those results because that's one of the biggest challenges that we face. And I am gonna be doing some upcoming episodes talking about things like imposter syndrome or getting out of your head. That's a book that I'm reading right now by Jenny Allen is called Get Out of Your Head and some of the, the mindset beliefs that really hold us back. And I'm telling you, if you think that you can't do it, you're right. But if you think that you can, build that TikTok or go live every day on Facebook or start that blog or start that YouTube channel or grow your Instagram following or find hostesses to do online or in-person parties. My friends, you can do this. It's gonna take effort, it's gonna take work, it's gonna take figuring it out and doing the hard things. But if you want to build this business and honestly get the fulfillment that comes from building the business, you've got to decide And dive all in. Pick your path, fill your funnel. Let's do this. I cannot wait to see what you think. Thank you all for listening. Hop on over to that Call to Lead community over on Telegram, or you can text the word podcast to my business cell, which is 912 405 8912, and that will send you a direct link to that group. Well, thank you guys so much. I can't wait to chat more in the weeks to come. Y'all have a great week. I'm so grateful for your time with me today. Feel free to check out heatherkburge.com for all the scoop on all the things. Also, I've got a huge favor. If you found any value from today's episode, would you mind leaving me a quick review? Or even better, share with a friend by clicking those three little dots at the bottom of your screen. Sending you big hugs.